Welcome back to Talk Green to Me, a podcast about materials and sustainability. I'm Nasreen. And I'm Manali. Hey Nasreen, guess what time of year it is? It's the cold and dreary winter, Manali. Leave me alone. Let me go back to under the covers. Okay, well, that's true, but it's also January, which means a brand new year. New year, new you, Nasreen. Ooh, new year, new me indeed. And this year, my thing will be recycling. Hasn't that always been your thing? Oh yeah. Well, then this year, I want everyone's thing to be recycling. That's a great idea. So why don't we help by sharing some recycling knowledge from around the world? So this is Season 2 bonus episode, Recycling Around the World, Part 1. Nasreen, how are we going to travel around the world? We are going to use the power of the microphone. Ooh, exciting. This episode, we've asked people from around the world to tell us about recycling and sustainability in their countries. During our discussions, we realized that no two countries are the same. But there are certain patterns and behaviors that can be correlated with the country's development level. What does that mean? Basically, that recycling, especially in the sense that we know it in America, is more prevalent in developed nations, and often it's even better than in the U.S. What about the developing nations? They are more focused on reuse and reduce, and recycling sometimes just isn't at the forefront. Just yet. Exactly. So in this part one of our discussion, we're focusing on the developed nations, and we will do a follow-up episode and discuss how these issues are dealt with in developing countries. So, what countries are we talking about today? We'll be talking about recycling in France, Canada, Taiwan, UK. Also, South Korea, Finland, Australia, and even Greece. Wait, Manali, what are we discussing? We're going into everything from plastic recycling to government policies to cultural norms and even composting. Whoa. For more information on these topics and how they relate to the U.S., listeners can refer back to our previous episodes. Okay, Nishreen. So one of the biggest areas of concern with recycling is sorting. Yeah. In the U.S., we mostly do single stream, where all of our recyclables go into one bin and they get taken to a facility where they are sorted by professionals. Yeah, and they are very professional. I've seen some of these workers in person. They're so fast. Does everyone do this? No, a lot of countries actually require people to sort their own recycling. Hi, my name is Gi. I'm from South Korea, and I spent my childhood there for about 10 years. I'll share how recycling is done in Korea based on my own experience and also up-to-date information from my family and friends who are living in Korea now. What kind of sorting do Koreans do with waste? It's sorted very specifically, and the specifics can be a little bit different depending on where you live in Korea. But usually it's sorted by plastic, paper, paper box, plastic bag, vinyl, aluminum can, scrap metal, styrofoam, glass bottle, and food waste. For wastes that are not under these categories I just mentioned, people can throw them away in a quote-unquote general trash category. 
When some of my friends or family members from Korea visit the States, they were all surprised to see how people here throw things away. Like, you guys put everything in this one trash bag. And some of them even said that, you know, whenever they visit the States, they feel like they're taking a break from their recycling duties. That's interesting. I wonder why we don't do that. Yeah, and it's not just South Korea. Hi, my name is Steph Peng. I grew up in Taipei until I was 18 and moved back here about a year ago. To be honest, I've never had to worry about taking out trash until recently, and it's been a very fascinating process to learn about everything. Every day at specific times, a convoy of trash and recycling trucks drive through the city playing a special song. The first truck is a trash and compost truck, and the recycling truck follows immediately behind it. Recyclables need to be sorted into 13 categories, which residents are responsible for doing themselves. One caveat is that the recycling truck doesn't collect all 13 categories every day. They operate on a schedule where certain recyclable categories are collected each day. So do other places not have sorting facilities? They do, but it's after people have pre-sorted their own stuff. My name is Alexandra Moreno. I'll touch on recycling in France. So I was born there and my family moved to the U.S. when I was 11, but I still go back about once a year, so I'm still pretty familiar with the culture. Um, I lived in a smaller rural town, so we only had one location, and you would go and sort your recyclables there. But how do people know how to sort and what to sort? That's a great question. Some places have websites specifically telling people how to sort their garbage. Hi, my name is Varn Bhatta, and uh, I live in Toronto, in Canada, and I've lived here for seven years now. Um, a lot of cities, uh, especially a lot of major cities in, in Canada, have an online tool called uh, the Waste Wizard, um, which is basically just a search engine. You, you search for whatever it is you want to throw away, and it will tell you that, okay, yeah, you should throw it in organic, in recycling, or in your trash. Ooh, I wish everyone had a website like this so we would know how to sort. Yeah, I think other countries would also benefit from this. Alex mentioned that in France, self-sorting didn't stick around for long. I think there wasn't much incentive to do that, so a couple years ago they switched it up, and now everyone in the municipality is given a roll of clear yellow trash bags, and usually if they have a house, they'll have a rolling trash can with a yellow lid. All of the household recyclables now go in the yellow clear bag and in the trash can with the yellow lid. And like in the U.S., a garbage truck will come around to pick that up about once a week. So some other places use single-stream recycling collection, too. Yeah, France does, but also places like Australia, Greece, and the U.K. But I know that in the U.S., we at least have the numbers 1 through 7 in order to sort plastics. That's true. Sorting plastics is important since they have all the different properties that need to be recycled differently. Do other countries also do this? In Taiwan, they split them up by different numbers, too. And I think in Korea, they separate the bottles from the other stuff. But you know, not all plastics are easy to recycle, even if they are one of the numbers. Yeah, especially like plastic bags. In America, you can't just put them in normal recycling, and most end up in the trash. That's why some cities and states are banning them. I wonder what the other countries do. My name is Paul. I was born and raised in Australia until the age of 23 before I moved to the United States. Do Aussies use plastic bags in grocery stores? 
when I was there, uh, grocery stores did not actually provide plastic bags. You had to bring your own reusable bag. Uh, and I also remember there were a lot of municipalities, like counties, um, were implementing a zero plastic bag policy. So absolutely no store in like the entire area was allowed to provide plastic bags. I just checked with my dad and he said, you only have plastic bags in grocery stores if you bring your own in. And I think the major supermarkets over the whole country now have banned them. Um, and other stores, not just grocery stores, but other stores, I think, charge 15 cents per bag. Um, but you have to ask for one. There's also a fee for bags in the UK and Greece. Paying for a bag seems like a good idea. Maybe that would encourage people to not use them as much. Alex mentioned that you also have to pay for plastic bags in France. Most supermarket chains now charge for plastic bags or they have you bring your own reusable bags in. In some pharmacies, and I thought this was always kind of cool, they give out your medicine in potato starch or cornstarch derived bags that uh, they have a funny texture and are more easily biodegradable. Even cooler though is that if you do end up getting your groceries or your purchases in plastic bags, you can actually recycle the bags in the yellow lid trash can through the single stream recycling. Plastic bags and films are also recyclable in America, but usually you have to take them to a drop-off site. Right, like a Target or a Kroger. In some countries, like Finland, these bags get collected with other plastics. Do Koreans use plastic bags? I'll say yes and no. So the government has these laws to limit the use of plastic bags. Big supermarkets or stores that are bigger than 165 meters squared are not allowed to sell plastic bags. So people would have to bring their own bags when they shop. And if the stores don't follow these rules, then they will be fined. Whoa, did you hear about those government policies? Korea isn't messing around. They're super serious about recycling. Super serious. Some of the other countries are too. In Finland, the government makes recycling really easy. There's special collection points for furniture, electronics, and even clothing. Do they have glass deposits as well? We have those here in Maine, Iowa, and even Oregon, where you pay a deposit and get it back when you bring bottles in. Yeah, Finland has that as well. Greece even does a similar refund for depositing plastic bottles and metal cans in some places. But unfortunately, in Greece, there are so many islands that it's really difficult to create recycling centers on each one. That sounds like a nightmare to coordinate. Exactly. But some places are more proactive about it. Like in Korea. He gave us an example. In general, the government has set up these rules and laws about recycling. And if people don't follow them, they'll have to pay fines. Let's say you threw away a bag of trash that's not recycled properly. And if any personal information can be found in that bag, that person can be tracked down and eventually has to pay fines. Also, there are CCTVs set up at the trash recycling area to keep an eye on people who don't recycle things right. Like we said, Korea is not messing around. They'll come and find you, and then they'll find you. In some countries, the sustainability initiatives are also present in other areas. For example, in Canada, the electric company is trying to pitch in as well. 
the electricity company here called Hydro Canada. They sent out emails to all their all their users suggesting ways to lower their use of electricity. And if you contacted them and, and I think they asked for a little bit of information like where do you live and how much money do you make? They offered, at least I know I got one. Um, they, they basically offered a free uh, goodie bag <laughs> of sorts with like little tools, which would be ways to reduce your electricity usage. So, for example, the, the, there was um, a clothesline, right, to, to dry your clothes rather than using a dryer since that uses a lot of energy. Uh, they, they provided LED light bulbs in case you were still using, using others just because they're more energy efficient. In some countries, the governments might not be actively implementing policies, but they have initiatives like recycling and organic waste bins out in public to encourage people to separate their trash even outside their homes. This is true for Canada, too. All the garbage bins on the street have kind of different sections, one for trash, one for recycling, and sometimes not, not every one of them has organic, but most of them do. Isn't sorting organic waste just composting? Yeah, but this is still a newer concept that not a lot of countries have taken up yet. And even within the country, it depends on where you are, city versus countryside. Is composting a thing? Yes, but it's more heavily concentrated in the countryside, just because it's easier to implement there. You have more space, it's less crowded, so you'll get less complaints about the smell from your neighbors, etc. Compared to Denmark, for example, uh, when I was there, I saw that they had composting stations even in the city, which is something that you would not find easily in France. Some examples I saw in France was mostly implemented in school cafeterias, where they would have a special trash can to collect food waste, and they would encourage composting that way. France is similar to Australia. People in the cities don't really compost, but in the countryside, it's pretty popular. Personally, regarding composting, I knew a lot of households that practiced it. Uh, we as a family definitely did. Where we grew up, about an hour south of Sydney, in a smaller coastal town, um, a lot of the households did. But I know a lot of people, especially a lot of my relatives that lived in the city, didn't really practice composting. I noticed that in the years leading up, before I moved to the United States, there was a lot of councils, which are the same as counties in the US. Um, they implemented having three waste bins for pickup and one of them was for organic waste. So the councils uh, promoted and encouraged composting as they would pick up your green waste. Even in some cities, it can depend on the neighborhood. This is true for boroughs in the UK. And also in Finland, some apartments set up their own compost bins and houses have their own pits, but it's not usually publicly collected. In the Netherlands, it's not done in apartments necessarily, but there are organic waste bins close to parks. How handy for all the picnickers! Okay, so Nasreen, how well do you think the U.S. compares to recycling in other developed countries? Hmm, well, it depends a lot, but overall, I think people know that recycling exists, and things like plastic, Glass, aluminum, and paper can all be recycled. But I also feel like sometimes people just don't do it. Yeah, it's somewhat integrated into the culture, but not everyone does it. It really depends on how much people care, what facilities are available, and how much education people have received on it. Well, it's a good thing we're here to impart all this knowledge. But what do you think the other countries do? 
In Australia, I think it's pretty good and a lot of people are aware of it, but there's still plenty of room for improvement. I'd say relatively speaking, um, compared to many of the countries I've traveled to around the world, I'd say Australia's pretty good with their culture of recycling. I still think the government could probably do a bit more to make it more accessible or incentivize it. I think it really just comes down to the individual and there's a few, I don't know, I notice there's a few pretty lazy Aussies that don't want to put in the extra effort to recycle something that isn't convenient. Um, with that said, I, it seems like it's probably a bit of a demographic thing. I think the younger generations put in more effort to try and recycle, um, whereas probably the older people that when recycling was, was sort of encouraged and pushed, they didn't want to change their habits of just throwing everything into one bin. Just like how there's a strong culture of recycling in Australia, this is true for other places like Korea. People may have different opinions about recycling in Korea, but overall, people know that it's important to recycle, and they all participate in this collective effort to recycle. Sure, the government has these laws and regulations, and you have to follow them. So because of this, many Koreans do sort the wastes and recycle them even when they have a single waste with them. One of my friends living in Korea told me that to him and to his family, recycling isn't just something that somebody makes them to do, but it's just a natural behavior and a right to do so. Yi mentioned that even without government policies, people in Korea focus on recycling quite well. Besides these regulations, I think Korea has instilled the value of recycling in people, and even in children, teaching them that it's important to recycle, and it's good for the environment. Personally, I remember I grew up in Seoul, and I went to this huge public elementary school. And there was a day every two weeks or a month or so, in the morning, a huge truck would come and stop by the school to collect old newspapers and cardboard boxes for recycling. All the students, and I'm talking about like a few hundreds of students, they would all bring bags of newspapers and cardboard boxes from their home. Students are taught at school about recycling, and they would also see their parents recycling at home. There's definitely a lot of room for improvement, but the Korean society as a whole has been recycling things responsibly. And to Koreans, recycling has become a habit and the right thing to do. Yeah, and in the EU, specifically places like Netherlands, it's heavily promoted and people advise their friends and neighbors if they see someone not doing it. In Finland, recycling is very much part of the culture too. It goes hand in hand with the Finns being a thrifty people. I hear they have a thriving second-hand goods market. We should go shopping there. Reuse is a great option, like Matthias Wallander from Use Again suggested in our episode on textile recycling. Speaking of markets and shopping for products, in Korea, the consumers are putting pressure on companies to make products more easily recyclable, too. I also heard people saying that there is a lot of effort on the consumer's end to figure out which parts of the product can be recycled or not. So there is a conversation happening that addresses this issue and encourages the manufacturers to better design their products so that it can be recycled easily. 
In some parts of the EU, recycling is not as prevalent, like in Greece. And there's also not enough education about it, so most people outside the cities don't do it. That's very similar to how it is in the U.S. and in Canada, too. The infrastructure is mostly there in the cities, but not necessarily in rural areas. And education is also a factor. A lot of people don't know what can and can't be recycled. This problem feels pretty universal. Varn mentioned that this is also an issue in Canada. There are a lot of little things aren't, you can say, very well known. For example, uh, you can't recycle coffee cups. Like, for example, the coffee cups that you would buy at a coffee store, so Starbucks, Tim Hortons, etc., etc., you can't recycle those. Um, You can't recycle black plastic. Um, But, for example, you can recycle your grocery bags, right? Some of these things are not well known, right? Like, for a little bit of organic waste on your recycling is okay. Um, You know, like, for example, food containers, a little bit of, you know, grease or oil or something is okay. But having, like, half a sandwich still in there, not okay. Nisreen, what are our takeaways? That recycling is perfect all over the world and everyone loves to recycle. Wait, what? Have you just been dreaming this whole time? I have a dream that one day all children will live in nations that recycle efficiently. Oh, wow. But, um, we're not there yet. Oh, right. No. We've got some places like Finland and South Korea that are very good at recycling, but we've got some places like Greece, UK, and Canada that need some more work. What we saw was that the amount of recycling is often tied to government initiatives. Like plastic bag usage and composting and even sorting the trash. So we'll need stronger pushes from the government to make recycling more prevalent. Even more important than enacting laws is providing proper recycling education to all. And having a handy tool that tells people what is and is not recyclable. Like the Waste Wizard of Toronto. Taiwan also has a handy brochure that tells you which recyclable items the city is picking up on certain days. You can even get rid of TVs, tires, and even old cars right from your doorstep. What a privilege. Yeah, I want someone to pick up all these old things from where I live. I can even do the sorting for them at home. Overall, there's definitely a lot of work to perfect recycling, but it seems we're moving in the right direction. Our listeners can all help by reducing their plastic bag usage and setting up composting bins if they can. And they can look up what is and is not recyclable in their areas and encourage their friends, colleagues, and acquaintances to all recycle more. And if any government people are listening, we need more initiatives and advocacy about recycling and composting to help people do their best. So this episode, we talked about developed nations. Join us next time for a discussion on developing nations and how their, and how their focus is more on reusing. This episode was edited and produced by Nasreen Khan and Manali Banerjee. Music is by Shang Young. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TGTM Podcast. And you can email any questions to talkgreentomepodcast at gmail.com.